0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to The Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Well, Ethan, round three? Three is it? Round three. Yeah, yeah it's round definitely three. round three. <laughs> Fantastic. For some context for the listeners, we have tried to record this three times. Yep. <laughs> the time we actually... Well, okay, so we scheduled. The round one was like scheduling, and we mm-hmm. probably missed scheduling for like two weeks. And then round two we actually recorded and it didn't save so now we're on
1: round three (laughs) round one round one was 100% my fault because i just had no internet connection oh wait yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: i (laughs) forgot about that
1: i totally (laughs) forgot about that yeah the first time i had no internet so we couldn't really do it then the next time the the file
0: corrupted or it didn't save Mm -hmm. and yeah now we're here (laughs) yeah now we're here now we're here fantastic um but Yes, I will answer some questions off the bat. I am a little under under the weather, so this isn't a mic issue. I am going to be sounding like this the whole time. So if I sound like (laughs) shit and I'm hurting your ears, feel free to just don't listen. It's okay. Um, But yeah, so Ethan, um, obviously we know who each other are um, because, you know, again, we've done this. So... (laughs) so introduce yourself tell the people who you are you know who you are where you're from what do you do basically um go as cool deep as shallow like i said the last two times um. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, well
1: my name's ethan uh probably know me better from my handle ethan j design um i'm a graphic designer uh based in the uk in london um i've been freelancing uh as a designer for professionally for about six seven years um unprofessionally for a lot longer than that. just doing it as a hobby for since since I was about 13 and I'm I'm 30 now, so was a long ass time. Um but uh yeah, most people would probably know my work from all the stuff I've done with the NBA. Um I've been a graphic designer with them for about six years, freelancing, pretty much full time. And um, but yeah, I've also done some stuff with a bunch of other uh, cool companies and, and brands and stuff. I've done work with Puma, Liverpool, uh, the Premier League, uh, NFL UK, and yeah, that's that's me. That's that's what I do.
0: That's awesome. I had no idea you were thirty years old. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's insane. I can't believe it either. I I, <laughs> I, I,
0: <laughs> I had no idea you were thirty years old. Granted, I yeah, I don't even think I asked how old you were the last time we talked. So yeah damn i that that's insane man, i had no idea you're making you me
1: feel 30. old you're making me feel really old right now bro well, what
0: What do you want me to say <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no i it's, know it, it is, it, it's, it's, it's wild it's a good thing that like the things that made me think you were younger you know either mm-hmm. you're like your personality or like your appearance you know granted 30 not old in any sense of the term but yeah. um you know like I think I think my dad says my dad says don't act your age unless you have to you know that's 100%. what my dad says so he's like always always have fun so I mean yeah. I thought you, I definitely I thought don't you were feel like, my age I thought we were like... closer in age in all honesty
1: yeah how old are you I'm twenty 23. Oh, good okay yeah let's go with that yeah I'm like
0: twenty four <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm like 20, 20 22, <laughs> 21. yeah, yeah we'll, we'll let's just go, go with that. It. Let's, let's roll with that. um so we. I mean, this is just going to feel weird the whole time. I think this happened. This happened when Mark Richardson and I wanted to record. Um, And it very similarly, like. We recorded one time and like the exporting of the Zoom like didn't work or Mm -hmm. actually I I think it was no it was it was like it didn't save or like audio was fucked up so we had to record again and everything that we were going over it was just kind of like deja vu the whole time which obviously it was because we we like fully recorded a whole episode yeah Yeah, it was it's gonna be so weird so (laughs) looking at like the same notes and everything i'm like i did i already talk about this or whatever um but anyways gonna have to assume we didn't talk about anything exactly let's go from scratch we have to be like really good actors this time um (laughs) But, anyways, so getting into like you and obviously like why I wanted to bring you on. Um, you have a YouTube channel that you um, you run and you produce really good content on there, guys. Thank I'll you. I'll shout out Ethan right now. Go down below, look at his stuff, um, get some context if if you're if you're listening right now and you want to look. But obviously, at the end, I'll shout him out too. So um, go down below all of Ethan's stuff is going to be down below. We'll we'll be talking about, you know, the majority of the links that are down there and the majority of the stuff that he does. So um, if you want to look at it while you're listening to the podcast or whatever, go down below, look at his stuff. Um, But anyways, getting into your YouTube channel. um, I mean, I've gravitated towards, you know um, when I was through like when going through um, college and stuff, gravitated towards Mm -hmm. like YouTube for a lot of my like personal, um, like personal, like education ventures. That's, I basically use YouTube. I mean, obviously yeah. number one, it's free, but number two, it's got really good content and really like tangible content on there that you can apply That's to that. anything. Um, so when I came across your YouTube channel, um, I don't know how long ago I did granted, you really haven't been uploading for you know the longest time.
1: Yeah, Only i haven't uploaded it in, like a, in a couple of months yeah i haven't uploaded in a, in a few months at the moment because just because all-star was crazy busy now the playoffs is, is super busy i have got videos lined up and i've got more more stuff coming out it's just trying to find the time and trying to have the balance between mm-hmm. doing all the decline the work that i have to do and then doing the, the kind of side youtube stuff as well you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure 100
0: percent um you, I mean, it shows that you, you, you put a lot of quality, you you put a lot of time and patience and you really care about the quality of your content. So yeah, that's why I was attracted right away, but you put out really good content. I'll say it again. Like you put out thank you really tangible and um, stuff that, you know, designers starting out mm-hmm. has, there's a lot of value in there. So when I guess, establishing your youtube channel and creating content what were you kind of like thinking about or was it kind of like hey i'm gonna do this whatever and we'll just kind of i'll put one episode one up one upload out and then we'll kind of go from there or how did it kind of you know come yeah it was it was kind of like um yeah i i i have watched other like
1: youtubers that do like photoshop stuff obviously benny and stuff like that um (laughs) i've watched all their content now yeah exactly so i I watched that and i'll be like oh this is this is cool stuff this is enjoyable stuff so um i was like there's not, there's not really a lot of design, Photoshop stuff that's tailored specifically for sports designers. So like, well, there is content out there, but I just thought, oh, well, there's there's room for for more. There's like more stuff that can be out there. So I was like, I mean, I'm kind of good at sports design. I might as well throw my hat in the ring and, and see what happens. So it was there. It was a combination of seeing there was a bit of a hole in, in, in the market. There was some room there and just thinking why not i I didn't i didn't necessarily know if i was going to do it ongoing i just thought i'll I'll put some videos up see what the response is
0: and then we'll take it from there kind of thing Mm, for sure um i guess that's like a lot of like how a lot of things start you know going with it just uploading basically whatever you want and then i mean obviously the thousands of views that you have um that helps <laughs> with, that definitely with, helps i didn't i didn't know i was gonna I, did, I honestly thought
1: i was gonna get like a couple hundred views like maybe from instagram or something like that so when i actually got a few i like consistently got a few thousand views on each video i was like oh damn okay then i'm, I'm clearly providing mm-hmm. some kind of value here so i should i should carry on mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean i mean for context though like you have 6.28k subscribers and it looks like you average about I mean, with a couple videos skewing the average, like 14K, Mm -hmm. 16K, but looks like you average about two to three to three and a half ish, you know, thousand views a video. And with, Mm -hmm. you know, just over 6,000 subscribers, that's really good. Like, that's really good. It's pretty okay. Really good, like, retention of, of subscribe, of like viewers, as well as like showing value towards your subscribers. So, like, that's Mm -hmm. really good. You don't really see that on a lot of channels, especially small channels. So, um, kudos to you it'll be interesting how that how that kind of relates or how that kind of carries over when you start uploading again that'll be really interesting um but but yeah i guess all we can say is kind of stay tuned (laughs) about (laughs) the youtube channel um so far but yeah again i guess with your youtube channel just to kind of stem off of what we were kind of going with Mm -hmm. establishing a like a community around that as well um i saw you ran a um nightmare on nba lane does that sound correct yeah yeah that's that kind of design (laughs) challenge yeah um how did that kind of correlate did you use i mean obviously you used your audience but how did that um like taking an audience from youtube and your other social platforms and creating a challenge and getting the you know the response you did from such like talented designers, I mean watching the video was crazy. if I had to pick a winner out of those, I'd have been frustrated.
1: so <laughs> yeah, it
0: was tough. Um, how did that kind of correlate? What was the whole process like kind kind of taking your community and you know bringing a challenge to them and you know having mm-hmm. that whole process kind of you know come Yeah,
1: I just wanted to do something I just wanted to do something fun. Obviously there's I'm I didn't i did not come up with the whole concept of competitions by any means like it's true. I was always 100%. inspired by um by the YouTubers like Benny and um there's like so many others that do competitions like like that. So I saw it and I was like okay, it would be interesting to kind of get our sports design community because I feel like the our sports design like whole or uh, like online in general we're very kind of like tight-knit everyone kind of knows everyone or everyone's kind of connected in some way or know someone knows someone so mm-hmm. I was like it would be interesting to put this out to to like our community and see what see what we can do and try and get like a bunch of people to submit designs and, and stuff like that it was it was just really that I didn't know they was going to get a, a the decent response they did I just kind of done it to just to just to see what would happen. I thought it would be a fun idea. And when I, when, I was, when I thought of the idea of like mixing, because you know NBA doing that whole NBA lane kind of like thing, that's like their, their thing that they're running with now as like, as like the NBA 75 thing. Uh, when I thought of that, and I'm full of mixing it with like Halloween, like Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing, I was like, ah, that's, that's, that's the idea. That's it. That's the one. And um, as soon as I thought of that idea, I was like, that's the competition idea. That's 100% it. Mm-hmm. And then luckily um, I had Invato Elements, Uh, reach out to me and they was like oh hey we we love your content we love your the videos and stuff like that and also we love the NBA and we love the fact that you work with them so that's pretty cool and they was like we want to we want to sponsor some of your videos so they actually was like okay we we can sort you out with um, a free subscription to give to the winner of the competition kind of thing so that 100% boosted it and I think that 100% helped with getting people involved in it as well but
0: yeah it was really good hmm. That's actually a really good segue, because I was going to ask you about that um, with such a, I guess, in comparison to the people that get sponsored by Envato within the design yeah. community, your channel has like a sliver of subscribers, which yeah, it says, it, it says something about the content that you produce. But, you know, getting that sponsorship from such a like a um, prestigious, I, can I yeah. say that about Envato? Probably prestigious company within like the design asset type of world massive um i guess how did that kind of come you know it's 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 kind of when i saw that i was like oh shit like (laughs) he's got (laughs) Invado. oh shit buddy um but i was i was surprised i gotta be honest i was surprised so like i was surprised as well bro i I want you you to talk about that a little bit that's it that's really
1: interesting they literally just reached out to me it was it was simple as that I had no clue that, that they would or anything like that I didn't I didn't get in contact with them they literally just reached out to me by email and it was like hey we've seen some of your videos um you you get good engagement and stuff like that we we like uh can see your your kind of like rolling in that kind of sense and um, we want to we want to help you and they I think they 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 pitched the idea to me about having a competition and I was like okay uh, I'll think of something that I can do a competition around. And they like, if you do do a competition, we can give you like a, a free, but well, the guy had to confirm it first. He was like, I don't know if we can, we're going to have to confirm it. But um, that's the idea. We want to give you like a, a free year subscription to give away. So he's mm-hmm. like, that's something to think about. And um, yeah, it was just, it was literally just that. They just reached out. They said, we like your stuff. Um, apparently the guy that runs the Invato Elements is a big fan of NBA and stuff. So he was like, we've we've seen your work. And we just didn't even know it was your work. So it's um it's crazy that that you work for the nba and stuff and we've we've been fans of your work and not knowing who it was um so yeah they just they was like yeah we want to sponsor some videos we want to we want to kind of help you out
0: and that was th- it oops sorry i thought you were done um oh, no. <laughs> um i think like again every time we talk about something like this like we talked about last time it's just going to come up like weird for me mm-hmm. but um <laughs> last time you were talking about like how like this very similarly how you explained it but it it talked like it it says a lot about your content and it says a lot about like I don't really want to say numbers don't matter but you don't need mm-hmm. like 300,000 you know a million yeah. you know four million subscribers to get you know a, a a very you know prestigious sponsor like that I guess was 100%. it a was it a sponsor or was it just like a thing like we'll just partner with you for this video give you give away a free free subscription or like i mean yeah. i don't obviously want to go into details because maybe you can or maybe it was, you can't, it was but... just
1: more of like a sponsorship for a few videos so uh, i think they sponsored like five like how many i think it was like five or six videos in total that they they wanted to sponsor and um then on top of that they gave me like a uh what's the word like a link that i could send people to if they wanted to get like some money off or like a percentage off of an enviro mm-hmm. subscription as well okay. so i kind of got that so like well, an affiliate link that's it so i got mm-hmm. an affiliate link and i got the sponsorship for a few for a few videos and yeah that was it but 100 percent, like what you said it doesn't always have to be you're getting a million views you got x million subscribers or something like that if you're producing good content i think people will take notice people like it, it will pick up on the right people's radars Mm-hmm. yeah Hundred percent.
0: Um, so now like segueing into your like freelancing career, um mm-hmm. talk about how you I mean that really puts things in perspective now that I know you're 30 years old. So like <laughs> your, your, your your tenure, like your tenure makes sense now. Like last time I was yeah. like dang if he's like my age and he's been going for like he's been freelancing for like six seven years like damn bro like (laughs) we really got that shit going early um (laughs) that that the tenure makes sense now but like talk about like working with the nba working with some of those humongous clients within the sports sports industry like some people dream about working for these clients so like yeah talk about that whole process like um, whether like workflow or like, if you're like nervous, you know, talk about that shit. That that's, that's Man, awesome. It's,
1: it's such a, it's such a, it's a huge topic. It's such a, it's, it's so crazy, but yeah, definitely my, I didn't start off, um, as, as young, like as you was thinking the first time around, like working for <laughs> these massive companies, I can guarantee you that I was, <laughs> I was working in retail. I was working as a, as a shelf stacker for for like four years when I was probably like 18 19 20 that's what I was doing I was just doing design on the side like outside of my um day job kind of thing mm-hmm. um so for a long time I was literally because I didn't get I didn't like study design or nothing in school I didn't go to university for design I didn't get no kind of higher education or anything like that I just kind of had a a big interest in it since I could use a computer I always loved photoshop I always loved art and all that kind of stuff so I I had used it from early from as soon as i was using the computer i was using photoshop kind of thing mm-hmm. and um so yeah for years when i was like 18 19 i was just kind of doing freelance on the side picking up odd jobs here and there it was more corporate kind of stuff it was more like things like business cards websites all that kind of kind of boring stuff but stuff that i kind of you, you kind of need to do at the beginning to, when you're a freelancer and stuff and um yeah and then i just kind of started to take it more seriously because i i was two three years into like a retail job that I hated and couldn't stand and I mm. wanted nothing to do with and was getting no fulfillment out of so I was like I need to really take this design stuff seriously if this is what I want to do and um, I started posting uh, sports design content on Behance and I had no idea sports design was a thing or that it was a viable career path at that time I had no clue I was just doing it because there was always high resolution photos of sports sports athletes on Google that was literally the only reason why I'd done it and um, so yeah yeah exactly so and <laughs> you could get endless amounts of, of high high resolution photos from Google so mm-hmm. I would just do that post on Behance and I would start posting pro- I was probably doing that for about a year and maybe a bit more like constantly posting like sports related content on Behance and stuff and then one day out of the blue I actually just got a message from someone from the NBA that was like <laughs> Hey, we've seen your your work on Behance. We'd we'd like for you to uh, do some social content design for us. And I was like, "There's no way this is real. There's no way I'm this is this is a fake email. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting trolled. This is a prank." And um, yeah, so I, <laughs> I searched up the IP address from the email that I got to make sure this was legit because I honestly thought, uh this is like this is fake." Um, but yeah, it turned out it, the email came from the NBA headquarters in New York. So I was at that point, I was like, oh my God, I was so, I was so nervous. I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. It was my first like massive client because I'd I'd worked with um, big companies before, but it was more like internships and stuff, free Mm -hmm. and free internships of that. So, and that was like up in central London and stuff where I had to actually go in and all that kind of thing. And those internships, they weren't, they weren't fun either. It wasn't like in in sports design. It was more in like uh, construction and things like that. So again, more corporate-y kind mm-hmm. of things. Nothing yep. sports design, nothing fun. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I got the email from the NBA. They was like, okay, we want to um, we want to put you on a 30-day contract where you design, like when, whenever we like send a request to you, you like create a design for us within a 24-hour period. That was like the initial contract back in the day. And I was like, okay, I agree to it. At this point... At this point in my design career, I was spending about a week on a design. So when they were telling me 24 hour turnaround for a design, I was shitting it. But at the same time, I was like, I can't, I can't turn this opportunity down. I can't be like, oh, well, you know, I take like a week to do a design. I was I was like, no way, I've got to I've got to take this opportunity, I've got to run with it. And um, yeah. And then I decided during that 30 days, I was like, you know what? This is an insane opportunity. This is an opportunity that doesn't come around very often. I've got to do whatever I can in this 30 days to become indispensable and provide so much value to this company that they want to keep me on for longer than 30 days. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, that's literally what i done. I just dedicated that, that entire time being available whenever, whenever they needed me, like whatever time it was, obviously there's a time difference from the UK to today. It's like a four, four, five hour time difference. So, but I I just made sure I was available hundred percent of the time delivered the delivered what they needed on time or ahead of time and um, I think I've done a decent job because they they've kept me on for seven years now. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I think I've done a decent job at, at doing that. And um, yeah, so from there it just kind of it snowballed um, from getting the NBA. Obviously, having that kind of cosign is massive in the in the freelance world. And I reached out to that's how I actually got the the gig with the Premier League a few years ago. I just reached out to them to the Premier League and said, well, I reached out to the company that runs their social media accounts. And I said, hey, I do this kind of design stuff for the NBA. Um, you might have heard of them. Uh maybe you wanna maybe light you wanna flex. do some Yeah, life <laughs> And I was like, Yeah, maybe you wanna do some stuff, stuff like this, but for the Premier League. And they they replied like instantly, and I was like, Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Because at the time the Premier League weren't really doing a lot of like social media designs or any kind of like special stuff they was more just posting pictures Mm -hmm. and because this was this is going back a while so this was like when social media wasn't as super super integral as it is now to brands people like they were just kind of using it because it was there they weren't you seeing it as like a strategy thing to kind of like bring in money and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and um so yeah they just kind of saw my stuff they they didn't ask for no credentials they didn't ask for where did i study they didn't ask nothing they was like okay you work with the nba um yeah let's let's do it let's let's see what you can do and then that's how i I got to work for the premier league uh and i only worked with them for like a couple of years and um then yeah it just snowballed from there i started working with puma i started working with different clients and stuff like that that just reached out to me and it's all literally off of the back of getting that first nba
0: client Mm -hmm. it's a conversation that comes up a lot on this podcast talking about like whether you need i guess higher education to be successful Mm -hmm. in the design industry. Um, Yeah. And I think you're a perfect example of that. You don't, like you said, you didn't go to university. Like Mm -hmm. you worked your ass off. You do really good work. And you know, you're it. That's what basically got you the job, your work, like in your work ethic. So I think that stigma of, oh, I want to work with the MBA, but I have to go to college to be able to do that. It's completely false. It's Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to i mean if you want to go for it i'm not saying don't like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying don't go to college i'm saying if you want to go to college go to college there's no you know i'm not shaming you or anything but if if you have motives to work with the nba and you're like how do i want to do that or how can i do that college isn't always the answer you know obviously i'm not i'm not saying people that go to college or people that don't go to college they're never you know like i'm not sorry i'm not saying the nba or like any huge companies don't employ anyone that or ever, how am i how, wow i'm just going in circles here <laughs> i don't okay i'm just I get not to they don't <laughs> need gonna... they don't need to
1: they don't you don't need to have like a, a degree or anything like that to work right. obviously some of these companies do have people like that that have degrees yes. and stuff but i don't think it's super necessary it's not as necessary as the necessary as it was like say 10 15 years ago or something like that to work for these massive companies it's, it's definitely changed i think your portfolio who you are as a person like you said the work ethic and stuff that speaks volumes much m- much louder than uh, a piece of paper that says you've done this course for three or four years 100 mm-hmm. percent. you put
0: it so much better than i than i put it there i was i was working in circles there trying to find my gears were working in here and it just weren't connecting um but yeah he put it perfectly um you put it perfectly i i mean it, it we're kind of you know beating it over the head again this topic but i, I can't talk anymore more about it like well i i can talk a lot more about it but probably not today <laughs> um just it's it's just that stigma that i think is being broken over and over and over again with with yeah. things and i think it 100% is a generational thing like yeah. like when 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 my parents and probably your parents as well i don't know really mm-hmm. how the stigma is in the uk but in the united states like when my parents were getting out of high school it was go to college or like basically be poor that was like the stigma yeah like mm-hmm. go to college or you're going to be a deadbeat the rest of your life like that's basically 100%. what it was and now it's like you know, you don't really have to go to college to make a good living. You know, you don't have to go to college or you don't have to further, have to go to higher education to make a good living. Or like, I, th- I think, I think the emphasis on doing what you want to do and having a passion is a lot more, a lot more like um. it's, it's a lot more important than it was like obviously having a passion, everyone has a passion, but the risk of, you know, going for that passion rather than choosing something safe like going to college and getting a job like yeah that's I guess applauded and allowed more now I guess if I could use those words that that works pretty Mm -hmm. well um which I love it's it's fantastic but yeah it's 100% a generational thing all right yeah I was lucky though I, I gotta say I was super
1: lucky that my my mom kind of just allowed me to kind of float for a little while in terms of like not go to university and not like dedicate myself to mm. the four-year blocking and doing taking higher education and that she kind of she allowed me that time to just kind of float and find myself and uh, and realize what I wanted to do so I was super lucky there because I I remember telling her I didn't want to go to university and I was so scared she was going to kick off but she was <laughs> like she was like okay you don't want to go university that's fine um have a plan just uh, t- try and figure out something you want to do like and and get a job in the meantime. <laughs> and um mm-hmm. yeah, you could you can you can figure it out. So I, I was lucky there. Also, I I it, it was even doubly more that I thought she was gonna kick off because I had the chance to get a scholarship um in 3D, uh 3D and modeling and animation and stuff like that. So I had this like, literally this route paved for me that I could have gone into a completely different direction. It would have been in 3D and uh, modeling and because I wanted to originally when I was like maybe 13. I wanted to be a games designer. That was like my what I what I thought I was gonna be when I was older. And um, I done like cool like like extracurricular classes and stuff, learning uh, Maya and all these kind of 3D animation tools. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I literally got to the point where they was like, "Hey, we can give you a scholarship to uh, this university, and you can kind of get a, a, a full ride through it and everything." And I and I ended up just turning it down and being like, nah, I, <laughs> I want to do
0: my own thing." And Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, fortunately, it worked out. Yeah, that's, it's awesome. Like, I think it starts with the parenting as well. Like, kudos to your mom. Like, kudos to your mom (laughs) for being like, you know, if you do what you want to do, but make sure you have a plan. Like, make sure you know what you're doing. Like, obviously, she doesn't want to see you fall flat on on your face. But sometimes I think you have to fall flat on your face to realize what you got to do. So, um, yeah, kudos to your mom for being like, look, like, okay go for it. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. I love hearing that. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, But yeah, if, if for the people listening, if you're like a younger designer, you want to get into sports and either like you're, you're like second guessing college. If, if you're like, yeah, hundred percent, let's go to college. Okay. Do it. You know, but if mm. you're second guessing it, like you don't have to second guess it, just be, trust your, trust your feeling, trust what you want to do. Like, i don't want to go to college okay let's make this work then you know just trust it 100 percent um don't force yourself to do something that you don't really want to do um that's never but be
1: prepared to work because there's a lot of work
0: that go that goes into it if if you're going to go that route you have to be prepared to put in the hours as well 100 percent yeah yeah um So yeah, this, this segue is kind of going to suck, but let's get into your store. We didn't talk about this last time. And we had like, after we got to recording, we're like, oh shit, let's talk about this. We didn't talk about it, (laughs) but um, we're going to talk about it this time because I want to Um, Yeah, talk about, I guess, monetizing yourself as a designer. Um, I mean, obviously you're you have a youtube channel like that obviously you know makes money i mean you have over Mm -hmm. a thousand subscribers you know based off of i think what cpm view count likes favorite whatever it is comments yeah um you make money from your youtube channel um and obviously you make money from freelance so multiple streams right there but also talk about your shop um monetizing the you know the small things that you know Mm -hmm. that you put out on your shop so kind of have a little shameless plug here and then we'll talk about it more in depth (laughs)
1: Yeah, shameless plug, one hundred percent ethanjdesignshop.com. You can get all of the different assets that I use and everything like that. I on all on my Instagram, I post what assets I use in that design and stuff like that, so you can see which ones are used. But the idea for me it just. Just came from the fact that so many people would ask, like, where do you get these? Where do you get these flares from? Where do you get these these light glows from? Where do you get this from? Or how do you do your coloring? All that kind of stuff. I would get those kind of DMs all the time. Like every every time I posted like a a new design, I would get like like five ten of those questions every single time. So I was like, you know, I could I could I can put something out that that can one help people and two be a, a second or like a second or third kind of stream of income like some, mm-hmm. something there um but really i'd thought about doing it years ago and i was just a combination of being lazy and not having time to to kind of get it done because um, a lot of the assets that are in the packs now that i've put out i've been using for years i've, I've been using for like four or five years so um yeah, it's definitely been something I've been, I've been like, it's been in the works for a while, but literally mm-hmm. for about 12 months, I, I kind of knuckled down and I was like, you know what, let's, let's get these packs together, let's sort everything out, let's section everything out and everything and everything like that. And um, yeah, I, I, it just literally came from the, from the fact of people asking what what was I used and how I got these kind of looks. And I was like, you know what, I, I'll, I'll put, I can put this stuff together and actually like have, have some, have a product here that people might be interested in. And It done a lot better than I thought. I'm gonna be honest. I I I really didn't think it was gonna do well. Like even even I had like a time at the start of this year where I kind of didn't post. I went kind of dark for like about a month and a half just because of I was doing All Star work. And even during that time, I was constantly getting sales on on the store. Like nearly every single day, I was I was getting like maybe one sale or two sales. And at the end of it, I was like, that's crazy. I haven't posted. I haven't done anything on socials to promote it or anything and I'm still getting sales that is insane so I'm super thankful that people seem to like the packs I've I've gotten a, t- a bunch of messages and stuff people saying that it's helped them with their coloring and the assets are super helpful to them so that means a lot because it's if it's super vulnerable putting something out there into the world and being like okay here's here's this thing I hope you like it And you don't actually know if it's going to be as valuable as as you think it is. So to get that kind of validation from people, from designers and stuff in our in our field that say, yo, this is this is actually helpful. Like you've made something good here. That's that's
0: super validating. It is. It's uh, it's a really nice feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, What is your opinion on like using packs or like using graphics packs, using um i guess just to look at a few like using like LUTs, you losing or using color correction packs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that texture packs um what's your opinion on that like as from a designer standpoint obviously i mean yeah you're selling them so like though you've been using those so like they've helped (laughs) you but like yeah what's your what's your opinion on those because i i think i can supply a contradicting one and we'll have a conversation
1: Okay, well, what do you mean? What's my opinion on it? Like, like you using them,
0: using them as a designer. I mean, okay. like, you know, like, like you think, think about like you starting up. Okay, you starting mm-hmm. up, you find like Ethan Jay's texture pack. Oh, my God. Right. Like, let's, let's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's the best thing ever. Let's, let's buy it. Let's use it. What's right. your opinion on like that whole process?
1: I mean, I think it's cool. I think there's, there's not necessarily a problem with it. As long as you're trying to create some unique work with it. And you're not just seeing who's set, who's set in the pack and then using that to just make kind of knockoff versions of, of that person's work. I think it's, I think it's okay. Obviously it can lead to that. If you're, if that, if they're a young designer and they're just trying to like trying to learn and stuff, it, it, they kind of lean towards that kind of like ripping off artwork kind of thing. But I think for the most part, it's okay. It it can be, I think it can be helpful to like use like uh like our packs and assets and, and different kind of things and yeah it can just help further
0: your design mm-hmm. okay yeah that's what i was i was gonna say um i guess when i said contradicting i was kind of lying <laughs> because it wasn't because what you, what you said is like exactly what my opinion on them was um <laughs> but like i think packs are awesome when they're exactly like when they're, when they're used in a sense of trying to learn you know trying to yeah. learn trying to like see how they use the texture and then see how like how I can use that texture or how I can use that that lighting effect or color correction or whatever the hell you're trying to use mm-hmm. um and like I think that that aids in bridging the gap of we're well, not really bridging the gap but I guess accelerating the learning process a little bit more um yeah. but also in a sense of like if you don't have those packs maybe you can try you know or like try creating those things yourself yeah which is always like i know i know i've done this multiple times i see like a a color correction or like a LUT that i that i like from from a pack and then i try to recreate that by myself like without like just based off of visual like i separate windows and photoshop one with the cc one with no cc and try to recreate the color correction so that's good um but I, I guess like, like my fear, I know I did this when I was younger, like when I was first starting, like I'd literally take every single asset and a design from a pack and call it my own, you know, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really shitty, like that, that stuff yeah. happens. But but when you're young, you do that kind of stuff. 100% 100% you do because you, you granted you don't really think about like, oh, I may be stealing here. (laughs) (laughs) I may (laughs) may just be shafting this dude that I got for free, you know, (laughs) but, um, I think, I think supplying packs and supplying, you know, the stuff that you're selling here, um, shows a lot about your character and a lot about, you know, how like these stuff, these things have worked for me. Why not share the same things that worked with me with other people, you know? yeah maybe they can work for them as well you know um 100%. and i hate i hate the fact that like oh why didn't you just give it for free well because you know everyone's got to pay bills everyone's got to make a living you know so exactly shit shit good in life doesn't come for free <laughs> gotta pay for that shit like, and you put you know, a, like
1: i, I put, put a lot put of work a lot of and, hours yeah. 100% mm-hmm. love i like i I didn't do it like the 13 year old me would done it. I didn't just steal assets and put it in a pack and say, yo, this is mine. Like I actually made these myself. I like put the hours in and, and and made these. And a lot of them were made for specific projects and stuff like that. So these are things that I've actually really taken like time and like crafted them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel like you, they should, you should definitely have to pay for assets, especially if you're going to, if you, you like, like you like specifically what this person is offering you should pay for that asset and 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 like pay for the right to, to use it and use it in your own work and all that kind of stuff like it shouldn't just mm-hmm. be free like you should be able to
0: monetize yeah. that kind of thing 100 percent. that's the whole like that's the whole thing like especially when it comes to like pricing as a freelancer and stuff too it's like look like i know my value you know it's it's these prices are like I'll get someone else to pay for them, you know, in honesty, it's like, you know, like that's what it is. It sounds kind of shitty, but it's like, these, these are my prices. This is how I value my shit. Like it is what it is. You know, (laughs) that that
1: is, that's the hardest thing to come to terms with when you're first starting out in freelance. But as you kind of uh, mature into the industry, it becomes like the cornerstone of you being a freelancer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You learn to say no to certain things when it's not, like worth your time and when when a client you, you realize a client doesn't respect you or respect your time or, or your hours and everything like that. Um but that that's such a hard thing for young designers to to learn to say no. Cause when you're young and you're just starting out money is money. You're thinking okay they're gonna pay me this much uh, I, that's more than I have now. So I might as well take it. But it's it's such a skill that you need to develop as a freelancer like growing up and thinking okay They're offering me this much, but I know I'm worth this. There's Mm -hmm. no point in me me shortchanging myself uh, because I'm the the hours are going to be the same. I'm going to need to put in the same amount of time anyway. Mm -hmm. I I can't shortchange myself. I'd rather I'd rather have that time to myself, kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. having that, realizing that is a major
0: step in in maturing as a freelancer, but it's also one of the hardest steps. Mm Hundred percent. I like how we kind of we're kind of finishing with that, um, like talking about you know valuing yourself and everything like that. So. I think that's one of the biggest things that's looked over from young, from young designers. Cause I think young, younger designers and less experienced designers gets taken, gets taken advantage of a lot of the time yeah. um, with their time, like, and what they're not like, they're not getting paid for, which is shitty. Um, mm-hmm. But it, again, it's, it's part of the learning process. You know, we, we said earlier, I said earlier that, you know, sometimes you got to fall on your face to learn, you know, exactly. And sometimes you got to get fucked over, excuse my French, but Sometimes you gotta get <laughs> fucked over and 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 realize, okay, I got fucked over. How is this never gonna happen again? You know, those are the type yeah. of things you gotta learn. Um percent You really do. It is what it is, you know, it's part of the process, and you know
1: it's a part of the process you can't really skip either. You kinda have to go through it. <laughs> exactly. You kind of have to experience it firsthand to realize mm-hmm. I I should be charging more, I should be charging this amount as opposed to this amount and stuff like it's hard for for me, as someone that's had a bunch of of clients and stuff like that, and had a bunch of experience, to say to to a, a kid that's not had one one client to be like, okay, you need to value yourself because they're thinking, bro, I'm I'm just trying to get any money. I'm just trying to get paid in general mm-hmm. for this. Like, it, it's tough to to kind of say that to them, but yeah, it is something you ne- you need to go through. It is something that you need to implement as a freelancer because mm-hmm. if you don't, you just end up saying yes to everything. You have no time to
0: yourself, and you're getting underpaid on top of it. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Well, Ethan, I think round three has been a blast. <laughs> um, finally, I mean, we're we're both recording, so I'm recording the Zoom and Ethan's recording the Zoom. So hopefully, at case. least one of ours, <laughs> at least at least one of ours exports correctly. So um, hopefully, hopefully this works out. But um, again, I mean, thank you for coming on, taking the time out of your day. I know it's a weekend, so you're probably not super super booked um but yeah i'm chilling really really appreciate um the time out of your day and um it's obviously awesome having a conversation with you for the uh the third time (laughs) (laughs) no i appreciate uh thank thank you for having me on Uh, uh it's good to talk to you man yeah it's 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 been been really good um but anyways guys go down below again i'll plug ethan's i'll plug ethan's links and everything go down below connect with the man um you've had now you've had a chance if you've listened this long to be able to hear a little bit about him um hear how he processes things hear how um hear his journey and everything and also you know you heard a little shameless plug about his store and all the awesome <laughs> things he has in this store so um go you know connect with the man ask him questions i'm sure he'll be happy to answer those questions and help you out um but but anyways guys this has been episode 32 i don't think i mentioned it in the beginning but this has been episode 32 of the creative process podcast with myself jared klein and obviously ethan j um so hope you guys have a good rest of your day week month whenever you listen to this but as always make sure you tell someone that you love them today all right peace have a good one